Good morning, and welcome to Cox Media Group Houston's Public Affairs Show, FYI. My name is Susie Hanks. It is fall. It is time for pumpkin lattes and open enrollment. (laughs) And if uh, open enrollment leaves you dazed and confused, today we're going to try to shed some light on that and give you some uh, direction. And with us today is Dave Millich, who is the CEO of United Healthcare of Texas. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. It's wonderful to see you again. You come in and kind of um, help us with this occasionally. This is the time of year to do it. I am among many of us who are uh, insurance illiterate. Uh-huh. Um, you say open enrollment, and my eyes glaze over, and PPOs, and I, mean, I don't even know. So what we're going to do is talk about that and talk about the changes and what's going on with that. So it's kind of time to decide for yourself what you are going to be doing as far as um, your health insurance covered and, 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 and your options. This is the time to do it, but it's, t- it's a different time for a lot of different people. So kind yeah. of give me an idea yeah. about that. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, the, this is the time of year, as you said, and, and first of all, you're not alone. Um, it, is, it can be a confusing time, um, especially in situations where there are changes to your benefit plan. And that's one of the really great things about open enrollment. It really is an opportunity for, for you as an individual, as well as your family, to think about things that um, health care needs that you're going to have in the upcoming year, because that is really what open enrollment allows you to do is to make to make decisions based on what you think is going to be important for you and your family. Um, so open enrollment, uh, for, for most people, uh, their employers, especially if you're covered under an employer plan, um, it's a, usually a two-week period, generally in the, towards the end of September all the way through November, where you as an employee have the opportunity to think about and make changes to your benefit plan for the upcoming year. Um, if you're somebody who's covered under Medicare, then there's actually a defined period of time, um, October 15th through December 7th. That is the open enrollment period for any individual who's a Medicare beneficiary looking to make changes. And those are seniors and what, who else is on Medicare? It could be people who are disabled okay. who are, um, and, and certified by Medicare as being, as being disabled. So that's the time when individuals have that opportunity to, to take a step back, again, look at their individual health care needs, and make the best decision for them and their family for the upcoming year. It's also the time for the health insurance marketplace or Obamacare. Correct. Um, time frame is, is the same as, as Medicare. Um, so, again, a very defined uh, time frame in which those individuals who are covered under the Affordable Care Act exchange products have that opportunity, again, to review um, sit down perhaps with a professional and go through the options that are available to them based on their geographic location and, again, make the best decision for them. Okay. So um, uh, the Medicare is October 15th to December 7th? Yes. But And the uh, health insurance marketplace is, I think, in November 1st through the December 15th? Is that right? Yes, that's true. Okay. Yep. So there's a little difference. The difference yeah. it, it's kind of different this year. Things have shortened right. up, right? Right. Okay, so we're talking about knowing your dates, and that's important. You need to figure out what kind of insurance you've got. Like most people, you said every uh, uh, you have your employer health care. Um, I was reading up ab- uh, about this a little bit, and I was talking to HR people about their companies and about their in, their um, employees, and it said that when you ask your employees, you're aware of what your open enrollment is and what you're doing, right? And they nod their head, but they usually don't because they're afraid to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's, it's 
about the time frame and then also um, understanding that they have choices. I think oftentimes individuals don't recognize the choices that their employer has made for them or the options that their employer has given them. And that open enrollment time is, is a good opportunity for that employee to look and say, okay, what are the things that are important to me? How might I utilize healthcare resources in, in 2018? And then what plan best fits my needs in terms of what my employer is offering me? And it's not just um, things like what's my deductible, what is my coinsurance. It's also um, are there varying uh, networks of providers, of physicians and hospitals, um, what prescription drugs are covered under this plan versus that plan, and really going out and having an opportunity to be able to look at those different things and make sure that they make the best decision for them and their family. What happens if you miss the dates to enroll? Um, it, it can vary by employer. Generally speaking, you're grandfathered into whatever plan um, you had in 2017 for 2018. If for some reason that plan isn't available, maybe the employer eliminated it, then there's usually a grandfathered plan that all those individuals are rolled into. Um, some have a what's called a hard enrollment where you have to make a decision, and if you don't, then you don't have coverage for the upcoming year. So it's really important that you as an individual take the time to really understand, again, what are my dates, what's the actual open enrollment time that my employer has made available, and what are my choices and options so that I make the best decision for me and my family. Um, when you are presented with the different options, uh, I, I guess uh, the different th thing, what are some of the different things you need to ask yourself about, uh, you know, what kind of choices are you making about what do you want? So, I, I, you know, the first one that always comes to mind is what's, my, what's the cost? And that cost may be what comes out of my paycheck in terms of premium contributions. Um, most employers don't pay 100% of the cost. You know, the employee pays a portion of the total premium. Um, and that premium that comes out of my paycheck may vary based upon the plan that I choose. Um, and generally, that variable is a function of, of a few things. One, what are my out-of-pocket expenses under the plan? So, again, what's my deductible? Um, what's my out-of-pocket uh, expense? What, what are my co-pays for physician visits, for prescription drugs, those kinds of things? Um, that's probably the first thing people We'll, we'll look at. Then next comes the, the network of providers that are made available to me through those plans. Um, you know, we've, we've introduced here at United Healthcare, we've introduced several programs in the Houston area that um, look to uh, help individual consumers and understand those physicians that are high quality and highly cost efficient, not cheap, but cost efficient. And, and by that, we mean that they use resources effectively. So, for example, We've got one product built around the Kelsey Siebold Clinic. We've got another product built around the Memorial Hermann Health System. Um, those are all opportunities for us to be able to hit varying price points for consumers, but we want to make sure that consumers make the right decision and understand the network of providers that are built into those products. So I guess that would be the first thing that you would, or, or one of the things that you would think about is, who is your doctor mm -hmm. now? Who do you like to go to? Who do you want to go to? And you find out who they are part of. Right. And, and you know, how, how, uh, how tied to that physician am I? You know, and, and some people are very, very tied to their physician. They've been with them for years and years and years. And that's great. That's why we make those types of different product offerings available is because we want to make sure that we meet the needs of a very diverse and wide 
um, customer base. Yeah. I'm, I, I would imagine that one of the hard things to decide is uh, if you have a doctor that you love and all of a sudden the doctor is not in the program anymore, is not in the plan, um, how, how do you follow that doctor? And, 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 and why would a doctor not be in the plan anymore? Um, well, so first, as I said, what, what we do is we've got varying products that offer an expansive network. Nearly every physician and facility in Houston is covered under our broad-based products. Um, the, the products that, that, that narrow around providers are really built around um, uh, a system. So, again, one is the Kelsey Siebold Group. So Kelsey Siebold has clinics and physicians located all around the, around the Houston metropolitan area. Um, but the physicians that are part of that are uh, employed by the Kelsey Siebold Group or they're affiliated with them in some way. Um, consumers need to understand what again meets their need, which is the great thing about Houston is there's a there's a very diverse um, uh, opportunity for people to pick the delivery model and delivery system that they want, be it an individual physician or be it a physician that's more centrally based like like with Kelsey. Um, and that's our mission. Our mission is to help people live healthier lives and help the healthcare system work better for everyone. And so giving people those choices uh, and consumers those choices we think meets that that goal and meets the need of our customers. Um, also, one of the things that uh, that you have is uh, telehealth services, which is kind of a whole different new aspect. Yeah, you know that that's something that is 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 been around for a while, but we have not had broad access uh, availability for it in in Texas. Um, there were some recent legislative changes in Texas that have allowed the telehealth or the virtual health. Um, uh, model to proliferate more in in Texas, and and it really is a great opportunity for individuals to be able to access care um, on a more convenient basis. Um, you know, we here in Texas have a very big issue around people using the emergency rooms inappropriately, um, oftentimes because they they it's the closest, most convenient um, access point for them to to, to utilize. What telehealth does is it enables that individual either via the phone or, in our case, via FaceTime to have a personal one-on-one -on -one interaction with the physician um, in, a, in a very um, secure um, manner that allows them not to have to access that emergency room um, for situations that don't, don't require it. And, um, you know, access, primary care specific access isn't an issue for us here in Houston. But, um, you know, I have responsibility for the entire state of Texas. And there are parts of Texas where primary care availability is extremely limited. And so the telehealth or the virtual health um, um, program allows those individuals in those remote areas to have access to a primary care physician. And so we think it's going to um, really improve both quality and access and ultimately um, cost efficiency um, as it becomes more and more more prevalent. And frankly, what you're starting to see is more established physician groups. Kelsey Siebel is, is a good example, creating their own virtual telehealth presence um, that their patients can can have access to. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I guess I've been around long enough now where I'm one of the old older guys. Um, but what we see is the, the younger, more technologically savvy and comfortable individuals are really the ones that are leveraging the telehealth and the virtual medicine uh, programs. Yeah. Um, you would, 
I guess that I, um, my mother's an RN, so mm-hmm. I have my own telehealth. I can FaceTime her, say, hey, <laughs> yeah. what is going on here? What, what should I do? And then she'll tell me whether I need to go to the doctor or, or whatever. Or, you know, a lot of people have a friend who's a pharmacist sure. or a doctor or something. Well, a lot of people don't have access to that. But this is more in detail. Can you give me some, like an example of what it's so, like? So say, um, say I, have a, um, I have a 16-year-old son who plays football, and let's say he bangs himself up a little bit in a game, and um, I'm not quite sure what the issues are. Um, through the telehealth um, app, or through our app, the telehealth provider can be made available. You can literally do it on demand, or you can schedule an appointment. Um, and within 15 to 20 minutes, that individual will call you back, oftentimes even much more quicker than, than that. And you can have that face-to-face interaction, similar to what mm-hmm. you have with your mom, mm-hmm. which is great. Right? Yeah. It's great that you have that But not everybody does, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, 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 you know, they can see um, whether or not, you know, my son needs to, to go to the, to the ER and urgent care or can wait until Monday to see their primary care physician. Um, another, probably the most utilized is um, my, I think my child has strep throat. Mm-hmm. and I'm looking for a prescription for an antibiotic or whatever, that's another opportunity for us to use um, technology and leverage that less acute um, access point rather than having that individual go to an emergency room, either be it a freestanding emergency room or an emergency department within a hospital. I mean, it frees up, frankly, it frees up that capacity for more serious issues that that people really do need the emergency room for. So it really is a win-win, um, both for the consumer as well as for the for the healthcare system overall. Yeah, because a lot of people are just sitting in the waiting room trying to get into the doctor to get something a prescription for something that they've already had, that they know what they've got, they know what they need, and and mm-hmm. this would be uh, easier. But there's a lot of there are safety, um, uh, uh, I guess, controls in place where you can. Uh, I guess where you can monitor the kinds of prescriptions and things oh, that are absolutely. happening, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean it, that that interaction doesn't doesn't change. That interaction doesn't change, um, be it a virtual visit or be it a visit in an actual office. Okay, uh, we are talking with uh, Dave Millich. He is the uh, CEO of United Healthcare of Texas, and we're talking about open enrollment that is going on, but uh, the different times for people and the different kinds of things out there, the different options uh, for, for you out there. When, uh, one of the things we also wanted to talk about is the additional benefits because we're not just talking about the doctor's offices. We're talking about other things that come with um, your plans. Let's talk about that. What are some of the different kinds of... So, uh, again, you know, so, some, each individual uh, employer may uh, offer uh, benefits, additional benefits. It could be things like, for example, vision coverage, um, dental coverage, uh, life insurance, long-term and short-term disability. There are also, um, we, we have products uh, available that are called critical illness. So things like cancer, an individual has cancer, they can buy a critical illness policy that will help defray um, some of the financial costs like a deductible or out-of-pocket um, costs that the individual will have through these critical illness policies. Um, and those are, those are things that um, are becoming more and more popular um, as employers, again, t- to try to save money, um, raise deductibles under their core plan. A lot of those cr- critical illness policies um, are purchased by the individual because, again, that's something that you as an individual can choose to buy or not to buy out of out of your own pocket. 
um, during this open enrollment period. Another good reason why you as an individual need to take that time to really understand what's being made available to you um, and pick the best program or programs um, that meet your you and your family's individual needs. Yeah. Um, I, when people are um, faced with these kinds of, uh, of, of illnesses and oftentimes uh, – um, will call to to you know see about the coverage and then it's not there. That can be pretty heartbreaking when you're dealing with something like that. Yeah, and and, and again, I mean that's why um, you know we we try to provide as much information to the consumer in as many different mediums as we can. Um, not only during open enrollment but throughout the year, um, we have uh, the Health for Me app that you can download uh, on your on your smartphone. Um, again, providing you with all different kinds of, of, of real-time information around your, your benefit plan, your prescription drugs that are, that are, that are covered under your program, um, your provider network, all those different kinds of things to make sure that the consumers and our customers are armed with as much information as they, they have. Um, and, uh, you know, you also have the opportunity to, to visit um, our, uh, our website, it's uhcopenenrollment.com. Uh, a great uh, wealth of information that's general. It's not tied necessarily to one individual employer. It's very general and gives people good information that they can access to be able to, to um, better understand um, what admittedly is, is a complicated uh, product, uh, health insurance. It's like buying a cell phone plan, or but worse, because with your cell phone plan, if, you're, if, it's, if it goes out – you know, it's your phone, but with your insurance, if it's, if it's not adequate or if it's not going to help you, then it's, then it's, it could be truly tragic. Right. And, and that's why, you know, sometimes employers will talk about open enrollment as the annual checkup mm-hmm. because it's, it is very similar to when you go for your annual exam with a physician and all of us uh, put a plug in for preventative care. We all need to have that preventative visit. We all need to access um, and have a relationship with a primary care type of physician because that's the best opportunity, again, to check up for yourself. And similarly, open enrollment is the best time to do the checkup around your health insurance and all the programs that, that are made available to you via your employer. Um, your your, li- your uh, life may have changed in the last year. You, uh, you may have kids who are brand-new babies or who maybe are, um, have opted out, have aged out of the program. They've mm-hmm. got to get their own. There's lots of different reasons to go back and just reevaluate every year. And, and frankly, your health status may have changed, right? As, as we age, um, things change within, within our, our bodies, and we, we discover things, right, that, that maybe we didn't know about before. Um, even our family history, sometimes we find out as, as, we, as we age, we find out things that happen in our own family history that maybe we didn't know about before. And those are all very important um, pieces of knowledge and data to understand so that, again, you can make the best decision for you and your family moving forward. Right. Um, and then um, I, I see here, uh, talking about Medicare, a lot of people are surprised that uh, original Medicare doesn't cover some things, and then there's different kinds of Medicare plans. Yeah, so, uh, you know, w- Medicare, uh, there are base Medicare, Medicare, what, what's commonly referred to as A and B, um, there are things that, that within that aren't covered. Uh, few, several years ago, there were Medicare Part C or Medicare Advantage plans um, that, again, are similar to some of the commercial products that, that we offer, where um, things like prescription drugs that are not covered under traditional Medicare 
generally are covered under the Medicare Advantage plans. Um, and open enrollment is, a, is an opportunity for individuals to be able to move um, within traditional Medicare, maybe to a Medicare Advantage plan. Um, there are also Medicare supplement plans that individuals can buy to try to cover some of those, those um, health care services that aren't covered under traditional Medicare. So again, open enrollment is that opportunity for individuals to take a look. I sit down with my mom um, back up in St. Louis every year um, to try to help her understand, um, you know, what does she, what healthcare um, services did she utilize this year? What does she anticipate moving next year? We have the annual discussion around her physician um, because, again, some of the Medicare Advantage plans don't in, don't include every physician in a in a certain market. Um, but it's an opportunity to have that discussion. So at least as we move into next year. Um, we've all had the, the opportunity to be able to, again, make that most informed decision, uh, taking into consideration various things that, that, um, that may or may not be available to me as a, as a consumer. Well, she's awful lucky to have you to be able to do that with her. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like to think she thinks she is, but I, I certainly I don't call home enough. But, <laughs> but for those of, of us, I guess, who are not as lucky, there is the website, and there are people that that, that – uh, you, they can call and and ask different types of questions. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. There's um, there's a lot of information out there on the internet too, and it's confusing as well. And and a lot of it, I don't know if it, if it's very trustworthy as well. Well, I mean, you got to be careful, right? You, um, I, I hate to use the term fake news. I don't think it's necessarily fake. I think just sometimes it's it's um, it applies to a certain product or maybe even a certain company's product, and. Um, Individual consumers do have to take the time to make sure that they understand and don't make assumptions that one plan, um, all plans are created equal. Um, you know, if, if generally um, a lot of individuals will gravitate towards whatever the lowest cost plan looks like on a, on a, on a, uh, on a piece of collateral material, you can't just look at price alone. You really have to take the time to understand and look at what's included in that plan to make sure that it meets your needs and the needs of your family. Right. Because um, a lower premium means more maybe out of pocket. M more out of pocket. It could mean that the, the provider network is smaller. It could also mean that, that, that some of the, the things that are covered, like a dental, dental visits or certain prescription drugs, may be covered under, may not be covered under that lowest premium plan, but may be covered under some of the others. And when you actually sit down and do the math from an out-of-pocket perspective, even though the premium may be slightly higher, the the benefits are, are better and more than pay for themselves. Yeah. And and there's seemingly a lot of um, questions regarding uh, the different types of insurance and plans and things with the administration changes. It just seems to have changed and it's gone through kind of an upheaval. There's just been a, a, a across the board change so it's best to really try to figure it all out yeah and take the again just be sure to take the time to really fully investigate all the options that are available to you um and uh if you need to you know certainly if you're covered uh, under your employer's plan um you can if you're a united healthcare customer you can call us and we can help you um and many employers have their own internal websites where you can access your own benefit plan to see what um, is available to you as an employee of that of that company. Um, Medicare has sites that you can that you can access if you're a Medicare beneficiary. 
And just make sure that you take full advantage of all the information available to you because that will ultimately help you make the best decision. What if your employer um, doesn't have a plan that you um, want? What if you maybe need something different? Is it? Um... Um, there, there are things that you can certainly purchase on the open market. Um, uh, supplement products, again, the critical illness are probably some of the ones that are, are, are most common. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, if, if your employer doesn't uh, get, provide you access to some of those, those types of products, they can be purchased uh, on the open market, generally through an insurance agent. Um, oftentimes, um, some of those products can even be purchased from the agent that you buy your life insurance from or your home or auto insurance from. Um, you know, those types of agents have, have really come a long way in terms of offering a, a, a full portfolio of products for their for their customers. There's lots of different pathways. Absolutely. Yeah. And then one of the things is uh, wellness programs, which uh, you mentioned kind of earlier. There are um, There is a, a big benefit to um, being proactive about mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, over the last several years, you will hear, matter of fact, I was at a, at a health care meeting uh, early this morning, and um, we talk about we have we don't have a healthcare system we have a sick care system right that we treat the we treat the illness not not trying to keep people healthy, and I think I do think that's one of the things in the last four years five years I've seen a shift towards is that w- both employers as well as individuals are becoming more focused around their wellness they're taking more ownership in their own health, um, and so yeah we as a, as a company we've we've. Uh, been offering wellness programs for years, but it seems like, again, the last couple of years, employers are really starting to adopt them. One of the things that we've we've really been focused around is something we call Motion. Um, and it's a product that um, allows individuals who have a, a Fitbit-like device to be able to, to earn credit, um, cash, um, to offset, again, some of their out-of-pocket expenses as they maintain certain levels of activity. Um, the reality is, what what the research would show is that if you want the best way to get individuals to 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 participate in wellness programs is to provide incentives. Um, what varies is the incentive, um, and depending upon the population of a of an employer, um, different incentives have different impact. Um, and um, and frankly, sometimes it's competition that is that incentive. So, wellness is definitely something that's becoming more and more prevalent. In, in benefit programs, and it's something that we, as United Healthcare, are very focused around and try to make available to uh, to all of our customers um, in varying degrees that that they can take advantage of. Yeah. Um, and so, what is the website once again where people can go on and ask questions or find lots of information? UHCOpenEnrollment.com. Okay, and you don't have to be a United Healthcare no, um, um, participant. Um, one final thing, I uh, and, and on a different note, uh, something that you all are doing is uh, uh, you've joined with uh, some kids and you're doing these joke books. Tell uh-huh. me about this. So the United Healthcare Children's Foundation, um, for years, has provided um, support to individual families um, for things that many of us take it, take for granted, and that's our health. Um, so the Children's Foundation provides grants. Um, usually, an inc- usually five thousand dollars to help families with um, healthcare expenses that are not traditionally covered by insurance, or in some circumstances where maybe that family doesn't even have health insurance. Um, and uh, one of the things that we've been doing, I think, now for the last three years, is a joke book. Um, and there are jokes that are uh, 
written by individual children, some of which that are grant recipients, not not all. They submit those um, to us, to the foundation, and the foundation creates a joke book that then we sell, um, and all the proceeds go to fund the foundation, which, again, provides those grants to individual families, not only across the country, but, frankly, uh, We've we've given hundreds of thousands of dollars to families here in Texas over the last ten years. So, I, tell me a joke. <laughs> I don't think I would be good. <laughs> you weren't. You know, you're I, not. <laughs> I, I got some great advice once, and they someone told me if you're not funny, don't try to be funny. <laughs> and I'm not funny. You are funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll let you go. That's a pass. But uh, next time I want you to come with a joke. I'll I'll come prepared. Okay, good. Well, we have been talking with Dave Millich, who's the CEO of United Healthcare of Texas, talking about open enrollment. Let's give the dates one more time again. All right. So uh, if you're covered under Medicare, it's uh, October 15th through December 7th. If you're an individual who's covered under the Affordable Care Act exchange or is looking to be covered, it's November 1st through December 15th. And then if you're covered under a commercial plan, that time period can vary. Um, your employer will set that open enrollment period, again, usually two weeks um, between the end of September and the middle of November. And if your employer hasn't reached out to you, you need to ask questions. Absolutely. And don't be embarrassed about asking no, questions. No, this is – they're your benefits. Yeah. And so t- you should be – Feel comfortable taking advantage of the benefits that your employer is providing you. Absolutely. Dave Millich, CEO, United Healthcare of Texas, thank you very much. Thank you. Always a pleasure. My name is Susie Hanks, and you've been listening to FYI.